I'm Kemi Amaluru-Olunlaya, Nigerian investigative journalist, and this is I.J. Idumuje Ugboko, the investigation of a small village in Delta State, Nigeria, and the communion land crisis that has been plaguing the area since 2017, which involves some acts of terrorism, destruction of the village, beating up of village residents, intimidation, murder of two people, and more. To start this investigation, you really have to look on the internet and see the synopsis of what's going on. On the internet, there's a lot of conflicting information. First, in Nigeria, everybody's a journalist, blogger, citizen journalist, everything. We're all addicted to the news in Nigeria, but if that news doesn't favor what your ears want to hear, most Nigerians start to abuse journalists, calling them brown envelope, they've taken huge bribes and all. I investigate. To investigate, you need heavy funding. And a lot of my work comes from grants and donations from my own readers. Investigative journalism is not big in Nigeria. Those that are supposed to be doing it based on the fact that they're sitting on the big media houses are not doing it because these media houses are owned by politicians and businessmen. And they're asked not to touch these investigations because they sometimes could be libelous. So how do people get justice in a country that doesn't embrace investigative journalists or investigative journalism from those that can actually investigate it? I've done a lot of investigations in my career. I've solved 13 murders in Canada more in America, drug, and all kinds of cases. And I've also solved at least seven in Nigeria of various degrees, including two high-profile rapes, allegedly, allegedly, alleged rapes. At the end of the day, the fact remains that you have to do this job as best as you can. And the case of Idumuje Uboko is very, very hard. But there are facts that are in that case that people have not been able to find. I have found a lot of facts. And these facts are very disturbing. The bigger picture is that this case is revolved around one family, the Uwokos. Prince Ned Uwoko, a businessman, philanthropist, and a former lawmaker. Nanso Uwoko, Wadegu Uwoko, the king, the late king, everybody around them, Kachi Uwoko, Chukuma Uwoko. Is it about land? Is it about the kingship? Is it about greed? Is it about intimidation? It's a combination of everything. Lots of hours of discovery, lots of facts, lots of lies, lots of videos. And then there's Pamela Ifejoku, a young lady with very viral videos asking her father to be released by police because he was arrested initially when the mayhem was unleashed in this village and then released. And then he was re-arrested. I have gone into why this young woman's father was rearrested. The charging documents. The way he was charged, everything was wrong. There were conflicts of interests that the public doesn't know. 
the most important thing is not even the land or the tussle or what not the biggest picture of this case is the murder of two young men that should have priority there was a murder one of the murdered victims is Cyprian Kumoro I'm focusing on that this is a murder and terrorism case All the defendants appeared in court after being arrested. And it was said that they should be remanded in custody by a magistrate who signed the order and remanded all of them in police custody. And that person, that magistrate who signed the court order, which I have seen, also said that one part of that case cannot be tried under his jurisdiction and needs to be transferred to the high court. And the high court is the federal high court. At 10 a.m., the murder cases including terrorism. Something was signed and something was changed. the attorney general of delta state now i don't know if it's still there because the entire state cabinet was dissolved last week today is 27th of may 2021 the attorney general of delta state and some powerful people were invited to meet somewhere What I've seen and what I've investigated here, haven't talked to many people, haven't investigated from eyewitnesses. Many of these eyewitnesses need to be protected because journalists do not disclose the source. What I'm seeing here is the magistrate who signed this court order at 10 a.m. remanding people was invited. to the attorney general of Delta State's house and some powers to be they met at one person's house and was told to write another order the magistrate was told to write another order releasing them oki ifejoku a guy they called deputy i have his real name must be released this magistrate who i'm trying to reach and i cannot reach these guys have the right to tell me we cannot talk to any media this magistrate judge that signed this order reversed the order by 4 p.m. and they were released the case that involved terrorism cannot be tried by the magistrate because it's a federal offense the terrorism is those you know those thugs that came into idumuje uboko from outside the community to trash the community 
break people's property. Some things were burned. That is an act of terrorism. When you do that, that is an act of terrorism. We cannot see the northeast of Nigeria. Communities are bombed, bandits attack in Zamfara. We call it terrorism in the north. So it's also terrorism in the south. That case was transferred to Abuja. There were some personal relationships I found. If Nigeria's judicial system, because a lot of this mess has happened because of corruption in the judiciary. The attorney general of Delta State's wife is related to Nonso Nwoko. Nonso's mom is related to the attorney general's wife on the mother's side. It takes a lot of investigation to see this kind of stuff. So it poses a conflict of interest. All the defendants in this case, I hear, showed up in court along the witnesses, alongside the witnesses. I'm trying to tell this story in a storytelling fashion so you can understand. The director of prosecution, the DPP in Delta, told the magistrate, the same magistrate, that they wanted to drop all charges. How can the police go to the magistrate? What happened with the magistrate when he was invited to meet with the attorney general and some powerful people in somebody's house, which I believe is the attorney general's house? These people should be talking to me and letting me know. Allegedly, that's what's happening. These are allegations. I'm not saying they met at the attorney general's houses. You know, they actually met there. These are allegations. And if nobody wants to talk to Kemi Olunlaya or any investigative journalist, this case is going nowhere. 10 a.m., you sign an order. You lock people up. Then you were threatened, allegedly. 4 p.m., you sign another order to release them. The DPP comes and says, oh, Magistrate, we want to drop all charges. The DPP told the police he's taking over the case, telling the judge the witnesses have died. The witnesses haven't died. I interviewed two key witnesses in Abuja, and those two key witnesses are also Nwoko's. Ned Nwoko's cousins, nephews, I interviewed two of them. And one of them, Kachi Nwoko, actually helped them dig the grave for the young man that was killed, Sipra and Kumoru, in the mayhem. Kumoru was bringing somebody to the palace, to the obese palace, when he was shot. This case is about Kumoru and the other young man, Kennedy, but I'm dealing with the Kumoru case more because I've spoken to his father. I saw his father in Abuja in a mere coincidence. You'll see the video.
the DPP, the conflict of interest, the attorney general's wife, related to Nonso Unwoko, Gabriel Ogbeche, another big community leader and a billionaire, oil and gas man. I spoke to Gabriel. Like I said, he asked me to call him. He did not pick up my calls about five, six times. And he said he was traveling abroad, so I can't reach him. This is the same lawyer as Ogwechi. So this poses a super conflict of interest here. How can you sieve into these facts in the mainstream media? Almost impossible. So one day at a time, I have to really examine every fact that's coming in, in the case. Because if you go online, the case is all around Ned Nwoko, evil man, land grabber, using his power to lock people up. Now that I've told you how, Oki Ifejoku was allegedly released. You can understand why he was rearrested. A terrorism case has gone to Abuja Federal High Court. Murder case will be tried in the state state high court. Ifejoku is being held by the police in the state level. And then he has to be transferred to Abuja on the federal level. Many of the residents that I spoke to via phone, via social media, via private messages said that Ifejoku was actually planning to kill Ned Nwoko. Prison inmates overhearing things. I'll get to that in my next podcast video. I'm Kemi, I'm a lawyer, investigative journalist. May 27th, 2021. Thank you for listening. The hashtag is hashtag IJEDUMUJEUBOKO. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, www.kemitalks.com. Welcome to Kemi Talks. I'm Kemi Omalulu-Alunlayer, investigative journalist, continuing the recordings on I.J. Idumoje Uboko. Idumoje Uboko and the 2017 violence that happened in that town. A small town, village kind of place where people live, never a problem. And all the crisis starts from the royal family. This message is for Pamela. It's very important that you listen to this, Pamela, because I'm an investigative journalist and I've dug into facts. We're now on May 27th, 2021. This past few days marks the four-year anniversary. May 18th to the 25th, there was mayhem for almost a week over there in Idumuje, Uboko. Pamela did a video. She put the video online. Sahara reporters found that Yelly Shore tweeted the video. 
He said Ned and Wilco framed people for murder. Framed? Was there a murder? I don't know if Yelly knew what he tweeted and said Pamela was right that Ned and Wilco is an oppressor. Now, there's a lot of conflicts of interest when you're investigating cases like this. Okay, Yelly Shore is a journalist. I'm a journalist. We're both activists. And he owns our reporters, way bigger than my Kemi Talks Media. But we both investigate things. At the end of the day, looking at Pamela's videos and how viral they got, they've started to become conflicting. She doesn't have the full information. I wouldn't say she was lying. But she does not have the full information about who died. Two people died during that crisis, Pamela. There's a land-related matter. There's a heinous crime of murder. And it's important that she knows this. For example, according to my records, there's so many court documents, unbelievably so much. I have gone through every single court document. Cyprian Kumoru and Kennedy Ilo were killed. Cyprian was a young man who rode an Akata to the palace. He brought somebody there and they killed him. He's from Benue, lived in Delta. Several people were arrested, including Oki Ifejoku, Pamela's father. Pamela said that nobody was killed. Yes, two people were killed. Now, there's another photo and video I saw on Instagram by Christia Rich, the son of late Kennedy Ilo, who ripped Pamela for posting a video saying that no one was killed during the crisis. His father was killed. Her submission was insensitive and he commended the police for a thorough investigation. That's why I'm here, investigative journalism. Assisting the police with my findings, everybody goes through their findings. Christian, the Ilo guy's son, is accusing Pamela's father, Oki Ifejoku, of arranging thugs to kill his father. Mr. Kennedy Island was dragged on the floor, beaten to a pulp, and eventually died from an injury he sustained during that beating. His son said that Pamela's father committed the crime while he was the president of Idumoje Uboko Union. Everybody's throwing these things across the room Everybody's accusing everybody of everything. But when will there be justice? The facts need to keep coming out. Pamela has stopped making videos. These people died. Two people died. And this case is around murder. It's not even about any land matter anymore. The people that need to be arrested have been arrested. The ones in Abuja are in Abuja. The ones in Asaba Detention Center are there. Let them have their day in court, Pamela. The one thing that nobody has is the interview with one of the victim's father. And that young man is Cyprian Kumoru. I've spoke to Benedict Kumoru, the father, 
and you're going to see the interview. I'm Kemi Odunlayo, investigative journalist, May 27th, 2021. More to come. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, kemitalks.com. Welcome to Kemi Talks. I'm Kemi Amalulu Alunlaya, investigative journalist, continuing the recordings on I.J. Idumuje Ugboko. Idumuje Ugboko and the 2017 violence that happened in that town. A small town, village kind of place where people live, never a problem. And all the crisis starts from the royal family. This message is for Pamela Ifejoku. It's very important that you listen to this, Pamela, because I'm an investigative journalist and I've dug into facts. We're now on May 27th, 2021. This past few days marks the four-year anniversary. May 18th to the 25th, there was mayhem for almost a week over there in Idumuje, Uboko. Pamela did a video. She put the video online. Sahara reporters found that Yeli Shore tweeted the video. He said, Ned Nwoko framed people for murder. Framed? Was there a murder? I don't know if Yeli knew what he tweeted and said, Pamela was right that Ned Nwoko is an oppressor. Now, there's a lot of conflict of interest when you're investigating cases like this. Okay, Yeli Shore is a journalist, I'm a journalist. We're both activists, and he owns our reporters, way bigger than my Kemi Talks Media. But we both investigate things. At the end of the day, looking at Pamela's videos and how viral they got, they've started to become conflicting. She doesn't have the full information. I wouldn't say she was lying, but she does not have the full information about who died. Two people died during that crisis, Pamela. There's a land-related matter. There's a heinous crime of murder. And it's important that she knows this. For example, according to my records, there's so many court documents, unbelievably so much. I have gone through every single court document. Cyprian Kumoru and Kennedy Ilo were killed. Cyprian was a young man who rode an Akata to the palace. He brought somebody there and they killed him. He's from Benue, lived in Delta. Several people were arrested, including Oki Ifejoku, Pamela's father. Pamela said that nobody was killed. Yes, two people were killed. Now, there's another photo and video I saw on Instagram by Christia Rich the son of late Kennedy, Ilo, who ripped Pamela for posting a video saying that no one was killed during the crisis. His father was killed. Her submission was insensitive, and he commended the police for a thorough investigation. That's why I'm here, investigative journalism. Assisting the police with my findings, everybody goes through their findings, Christian, the Ilo guy's son, is accusing Pamela's father, Oki 
Ifejoku of arranging thugs to kill his father. Mr. Kennedy Island was dragged on the floor, beaten to a pulp, and eventually died from an injury he sustained during that beating. His son said that Pamela's father committed the crime while he was the president of Idumoje Uboko Union. Everybody's throwing these things across the room. Everybody's accusing everybody of everything. But when will there be justice? The facts need to keep coming out. Pamela has stopped making videos. These people died. Two people died. And this case is around murder. It's not even about any land matter anymore. The people that need to be arrested have been arrested. The ones in Abuja are in Abuja. The ones in Asaba Detention Center are there. Let them have their day in court. Pamela. The one thing that nobody has is the interview with one of the victim's father. And that young man is Cyprian Kumoru. I've spoke to Benedict Kumoru, the father, and you're going to see the interview. I'm Camille Olunla, your investigative journalist, May 27th, 2021. More to come. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, KemiTalks.com.